Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. Or are we? Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Maybe we're secretly aliens. You don't know. How we, we wish. Do- we do have a thing of like attracting cryptids to our podcast. So, yeah, you we know, do have like, that. We might have almost, some kind of alien. Like it would almost be fitting if we were aliens, and like that's why like cryptids and stuff like to come to our podcast. Like we've got something <laughs> and like and the Bigfoot. Uh, yeah the yeti that lives up in Alaska and all that. So you know, like we we attract an interesting crowd, and that's okay. I like You're, the crowd that we get. You can come here and be your full cryptid self. Yes, and yes, that's, you can. That is our promise to you. You can come here and be a cryptid. It's like we accept all cryptids. And it doesn't matter who you are. So you just have to uh, just have to come and hang out with these p- two possible aliens. So we don't we don't really know. But in case you can't tell, today we have decided to venture into a. Um, World of aliens. I was say an out of this world topic. <laughs> <laughs> Into the world of aliens, in case anybody didn't know. And for any of our uh, international listeners who may not know, the United States government recently more or less confirmed the fact that aliens existed. They'd known they existed for quite some time and basically giving validity to every like backwoods crazy redneck person who has ever claimed they've been abducted by aliens, that aliens are in fact real. They just don't know what to do with them. And that was the... That was the whole thing. The government admitted there were like UFOs, but it wasn't just like UFOs and like there's an object and we don't know what it is, but like that there were things they could not explain and which more or less they were just kind of attributing to without saying it aliens. So there was a not a huge reaction online. (laughs) People were just Because everyone's like Yeah, we figured that out. Yeah, it's just like I still have to pay rent tomorrow, right? (laughs) So, like, if I still have to pay rent tomorrow, then it's just not my problem. So I don't don't care. I think the government, like, one of the reasons they put it off for so long is the fact that they just thought people would lose their minds. But the world is in such a disaster, like, place that nobody cares. Also, no one cares. Most people pretty much figured aliens existed. Like, anybody who's taken a science class can realize the fact that, statistically speaking, it is astronomically unlikely that we are the only sentient living creatures in the universe. If you listen to any talk with yeah. uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know that we are not the only things out there. Like, we can't be. He's we can't busy. be this fucking dumb. Like, like, he's moved on from that and has debated, like, creatures of higher intelligence that we can't perceive because we're too fucking yeah. stupid. Like, I saw like, one, like, the yesterday that was um, when he was talking about, uh, you know, we, like, us humans and chimps are, like, 99% uh-huh. the same DNA. But we can't communicate. We are like that one percent different. Where like we we can say the most simplest sentence and words, and it just goes right over the chip set. Like they don't get it. 
Uh-huh. Like, what else is out there that has 99% the same DNA as us, but we're 1% too stupid to figure out what they're saying? And it's like to even pres- comprehend <laughs> what it is that they're saying. And like, you know what? That's probably why they haven't come here. Because they're like, look at these morons on this planet. They just keep fucking up. Like, why would we want to go here? It's so, true. But it's true. I mean, look at what's happening to my people. That's true. We just lost Artsakh. Yeah. Yeah. That, no for, one... for anybody right. listening uh, in the future when we were recording this, that was today. Like, that more or less happened today. So, for the yeah. people who are listening to this in the future, that was not fun. No. And I can't imagine what those people are going through. Not, you know, waking up to find out that one of your ancestral lands is being completely uh, taken over and dissolved. Yeah. So aliens are like literally the least of this planet's problems. We've got enough problems with ourselves. I wish aliens would show and be like, hey, anybody want to come join us to a better place? Like, it's just like, no, it would just be like, hey, and then I'd just be like, take me with you. Like, you <laughs> there you go. Or or we could go the more classic route where they could say, take me to your leaders. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Please come this way. I will direct you to how to get to our leaders. Just like, you know, past, present, possible future ones. We're dealing with all of them at the moment. Here you go. You can't make it worse. You can't. Yeah. So there you go. Which country do you want to look at the leaders of? Because there you go. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, the aliens are literally the least of the planet's problems. Did I think aliens were real well before the government announced it? Obviously, yeah. Anybody yes. who sat for like five minutes and really considered the unfathomable size of the universe and how like i think it was the hubble telescope that took a picture of a piece of space and it was like it was the width of like a piece of paper or something like that and when they zoomed in on it it was like millions of galaxies or something like that or thousands of galaxies and each of those galaxies has billions upon billions of planets and stuff like that the odds of us being the only sentient creatures in the universe is it's it's not possible it's really it's not possible for us to be the only sentient creatures out there it's it's, yeah we can't there are a bunch there are a bunch of different theories about why we haven't officially run into other aliens there's a couple of theories one is obviously more in line with like the idea of starfleet where they won't interact with undeveloped planets and civilizations ones who haven't developed official and true space travel the way we see in like star trek and star wars and stuff like that another theory is the idea of like the great filter and it's that no civilization manages to develop past a certain point and that's why there are no space traveling civilizations because something happens and you don't develop past a certain point. I believe that's the great filter theory. It's that or it's the f- theory that like something keeps all civilizations from developing to a certain point, a catastrophe of some sort. And it's and the thing is, is we the idea was that we're not sure which side of the great filter that we're on. Are we post great filter or are we leading up to it? And that's why civilization's getting worse and that we will destroy ourselves and it'll all start back over again. I believe that because like if anything, if, if there is one conspiracy theory that I actually believe mm-hmm. it's that Atlantis was real. Okay. Okay. The, the ancient Greeks who were there way before, you know, no, wait, 
the ancient Greeks and Egyptians, they were there same time or the Greeks were there before? Egypt is older by okay. far. So we like have Cleopatra and like oh, ancient no. Greece are pretty closer together. So. Okay. So we have ancient Egypt and we have like ancient, like I don't know about ancient, ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. There's no Try way. Ancient that the- Mesopotamia. There you go. Mesopot- we have Mesopotamia and ancient Greece. And you're telling me that these people who created these magnificent structures, these mm-hmm. machine machines and mathematics and philosophy and all these things, and just all of a sudden got wiped out and sent back to the fucking like Stone Age. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the Dark Ages where like yeah. we didn't learn anything mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, like, I don't think in the concept of the Great Filter that that's what the Great Filter is supposed to mean. I think the Great Filter is supposed to be like a total destruction of the civilization to the point that it starts, life starts over, if I recall correctly. I'm not entirely certain. There's probably more than one version of it as well. But uh, that's one of the ideas, too, is that, like, nobody can develop past a certain point because society just manages to collapse upon itself. And or like in nuclear wars and stuff like that, and we just wipe ourselves off the face of the our own planet because no one knows how to fucking get along. So here's a question for you: In this the way. concept of the idea of of aliens, of everything, mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you read a lot of stuff with like aliens and stuff like that. You and I are very hard fantasy readers, and like that doesn't usually involve like a lot of aliens because that's more sci-fi. Of all of the fictional worlds that you have read or watched that involve aliens, which one would you prefer to live in? Oh, God. Um, aliens. Now, the only one that comes to mind, it's the one I, it's the word I keep saying in all of our chats with Erin because she knows what the fuck I'm talking about. It's the Aurora Rising trilogy that I've read. It's young adult and it's sci-fi. And there's this alien species uh-huh. in that uh in that world that on one hand sounds really really nice but on the other hand is fucking terrifying so if <laughs> okay. you get infected by this alien species they're called they're called raham which okay. is and like and the inspiration for them was taken from that glass museum in seattle oh yeah okay so they're called Freaky. raham and if you get infected, you basically become integrated into this one hive mind. Oh my god, it's the Borg. No. It is, yeah. So, but it's not, there's no machinery like the Borg. But yeah, yeah. Same idea, hive mind. So, like, everyone shares the same memories. Like, everyone's memories get integrated into this whole, like, overworld memory thing. You know, mm. you will feel at home. You feel safe. You feel, you know, you are one of the Raham. You are one of us everything's fine all no worries nothing right but you completely lose your individuality and your character you keep all your memories maybe some are wiped for better ones you know like they they switch things around and like they're all trying to run away and like just stop the the raham obviously spoiler alert one of them gets taken by the raham and it was very sad but it's just like i would not want to be anywhere near them whatsoever (laughs) so of all of the world and books and series and that you've read or watched that involve aliens that, that's that. the one you you want to be a part of that's the one i do, i mean i want to be part of now because the raham are finished but no no that's <laughs> what like, i don't want to be a part of you didn't say star wars and that surprised me <laughs> so. 
So <laughs> I was expecting you to say Star Wars. See, Star Wars is one I would love to be a part of. Maybe yeah. Star Trek. But Star like, Trek is good. Like Aurora <laughs> Rising is definitely not one I want to be part of. Okay. I think my I wouldn't want to be a part of the Star Wars world just because I'd have no fucking frame of reference <laughs> for anything <laughs> at all. And I'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like no thanks i don't know shit i'm good you'd uh, be the best that you would have like the best kill rate when when wielding your lightsaber because you're like what do i do with this thing you turn on someone behind you dies yeah <laughs> and like sometimes and like it'll get to the point that you're like you're not you're not this bad with it are you you're, you're doing this on purpose right and be like, like yeah. no i'm really not <laughs> i'd be like it's it, like it's 50 50 it's a little worse than I'd like it to be, but I did definitely shoot that guy through the dick for a reason. It's so, like so he has a he has a really like lightsaber shaped hole in somewhere he wish he didn't now. But uh I would my of what world like I would like to be a part of. Now there's a lot of arguments for being a part of Star Trek and that I could probably spend another like six episodes talking about the wonderful world of Star Trek. <laughs> And all of the reasons I would love to be a xenoanthropologist or xenoarchaeologist in the world yes, of Star Trek. It would be, yes. I could spend just as much time telling you why I wouldn't be able to work for Starfleet because of the sheer amount of math and physics they have to know for even the most basic of positions. So I'm pretty sure if you want to be a xenoarchaeologist and or anthropologist, you need to know a lot of alien languages. They have a universal translator. Oh, okay, never mind. Spock's mom worked on it. Never mind. Sure. I'm pretty sure it was Spock's mom who worked on it. Don't quote me on that. I read that in fan fiction. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Amanda Grayson, but I can't be 100% positive. But because, uh, you know, even I only trust so much the information I get out of my fan fiction. But still, I think it was her. Um, but yeah, they have a universal translator and you just wear it and you can. There you go. Which I think is something we could, I would love. Like if any, if there's going to be anything from a book that come into the, like the real world, a universal translator uh, would be on point. Yes. Um, another one that I would have to say, I might even pick over Star Trek. Maybe it's really good though. But for anybody who's read the Innkeeper Chronicles by uh, Alona Andrews, that book is that series is fantastic because it's like the supernatural creatures of like the werewolves and the vampires are real but they're aliens and that the uh the earth is a hub for intergalactic travel based on the fact that like you have to use like waypoints to get from like one place to another so you have to like transport yourself from one stop to the next stop okay. and uh earth is the only 12 point planet in the galaxy and so they get all of these different travelers and everything that comes in. So that's how we get a lot of our different like myths and stuff like that, like vampires and werewolves and stuff like that. Cause they're actually aliens that have been visiting earth. And that's why you can't find them because they don't stay here permanently. They stay in these specialized inns that these alien creatures stay in. And like, there's a planet of werewolves and stuff like that. And, but there's also a planet of vampires easily my favorite version of vampires of all time and they're aliens and like there's a concept in the book that when they when a species develops space travel they will develop from that point forward technologically but not socially 
And what happened with the vampires is, is their planet was invaded by an alien species when they were still in their feudal era of wearing like knights armor and fighting with swords and building giant stone castles. So when these aliens came and invaded vampires, they were able to win and like fight off all of these aliens and stuff like that. So they developed technologically, but not socially. So they still keep like they wear armor, but now it's like this like sin on like nanotech armor and they have like these huh. fancy space weapons but they're swords and maces and stuff like that and they've still build giant castles and things like that's really cool and uh and i just might might be in love with arland just a little bit that's... i'm not kidding and just a lot actually <laughs> um and one of my favorite things about it is they were made the, the series was made to be put online just for free for people to read when she was first writing them because she would write it and like post the chapters online on her website uh -huh. and uh i should say they ilona andrews is a duo um but so they would just post them online for people to read and when they were done then they would bind it in a book and you could like get the ebook for like a couple bucks um but they would include art for like a lot of the big characters like the main characters it was it's gorgeous art and uh they do it for all of like the big characters that they have and arlen's art is just like oh my god <laughs> just oh my god yes please <laughs> so like uh yeah not the one That's you sent me a picture of mm -hmm. now okay. the the uh art that's in the book is more in color there's there's more than one art piece for him um but it's more in color and he's gotcha uh okay. and like that book we you and i are reading the like what is it king of King blood of Battle and Blood. King of Battle and Blood. I just keep thinking of that guy as Arlen's ancestor. Like, before <laughs> space travel happened. And I'm just like, I, that's all I think about. And I'm just like, yes. Yes, it's it's that. But, like, in the future with aliens. <laughs> and it's just like, I love it. But that's also where a while, quite a while back, I sent you and Aaron a picture of the space chicken. That had like the little pope yes. looking hat yeah yes. yeah that's the series that's the space chicken philosopher is from and okay. uh, yeah yeah so that i love that series but that one i would love to live in that world assuming i could be in one of the ends and because <laughs> the ends change like the shape of the rooms and everything are customized to you and any of the other visitors that come in and oh that's cool but the ends like they customize and change to meet whatever the uh, guests want all the way from like their bedrooms to like living spaces and like all of this other. it's really really good it's very detailed too and like the different cultural aspects and that's probably the thing i like about it the most is just the sheer amount of like effort that's put into making each and every alien species their own thing and i really like the fact that they put so much time and effort into that and it's one of my favorite series too like because i like i like her other series a lot but it might be my favorite. Mostly, it's not even for the main series, but one of the books in the series is an offshoot about the lead character's sister. And oh. that's my favorite book. That is my second favorite book of all time. It's called Sweep of the Blade. And I could read that book over and I read it at least a, several times a year as I'll sit there and I'll read it. Okay. So, and very, very recently, it was put in they were the series is put into print so i bought the print <laughs> of it nice. it's sitting right here but uh 
And I, I just, it's one of those books I could just pick up and just read with just no issues at any, any given point, at any point in the book, I'd know what was happening. So I think that's the world I'd be most interested in living in. I would sob slightly at the idea of passing up the, the world of Star Trek, but at the same time, that would require me to know, and know so much math. <laughs> just like, this one just requires me how to swing a, swing a sword. Like, I'm good. Facts. Now, if you had asked me which supernatural world I want to live in, I have a few that I would really have to like. Yeah, it consider. would be an effort. It would be. It would be an effort, effort because there are there are quite a few. We should do an episode on that, like debating which not only what world we would want to live in, but we'd have to justify why we would survive in it, or how, or how fast we think we would die in the other worlds. <laughs> Yeah, we should, we should have an a, like a fictional world battle royale. <laughs> I see. I don't think I would survive in the dark hunter world. Yeah, I don't have Some any of kind of superpowers. Are... I don't have any connections to any gods. I or bloodlines. I don't have. I'm not an ancient, you know, Greek or Roman or Sumerian warrior. Like I'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> On the flip side, I think we would both survive really well in the world of Harry Potter, because if yes. you find Voldemort, just shoot him. <laughs> Coming from the world of muggles, we will carry a wand and a gun. Just <laughs> forgo the wand and just punch him in the face. Voldemort doesn't have a nose because it got punched off of him by a muggle who told him he looked like an idiot. Fair. So, Fair? Yeah. There's, a, there's a, like a lot of like back and forth, but we'd have to like come up with like a list of fictional worlds and then we'd all have to debate like whether or not we think we would survive in these worlds. And you'd have to logically justify how you would survive. I just, I not just it. being like, oh, well, I suddenly discover that, you know, like I'm so-and-so's mate and like that he just protects me from, no. To logically justify why you would survive in that world. I wouldn't. I don't think I can survive in any of them. That's the I, I think there's a few we would survive in. I like Harry Potter, be... yes. The Wizarding World, we'd we'd be fine in. We've yeah. covered all the loopholes. We know how to manage this. Prithian, we might have an issue. <laughs> just, <Little. like. laughs> just a little. Just, just a little bit of a little issue. Now, it, like, it de would depend to, like, at what point do you come into the story? Like, do you come into the beginning? <laughs> We've and already like, established that if you and I go back to Prithian, it'll be it'll be early Prithian before Highburn. We find mm -hmm. the cauldron, turn ourselves into uh, Fae, and then give the cauldron to uh, Reese the and seraphim. Then tell, this, uh, to, to give to the Seraphim. It's like here, take it. Yeah, yeah. hide it. Because they weren't specific <laughs> about where that stupid island was, or we could just take it to them ourselves. <laughs> that, that is fair. We have spent quite a quite a great deal about that but we should we should have an episode of like just getting a bunch of fictional worlds but it has to be ones we know together we both know so we'll have to yes. probably pull from like movie worlds and stuff like that too like how fast would you survive in the hunger games world i would not <laughs> i would not because i really have i haven't read the hunger games i've only seen the first movie and i thought it was horrible i've seen the first two movies and i read the first book i didn't care for the book and the movies were all right. I just, I have no, like, I have no inclination towards it. I'm told the books get stupid, so. Nothing and I just, about the movies, like, the movie interested me. I'm just like, this is, this is stupid. I can't stand PETA. 
I know you can't. <laughs> that was my issue. That was like Peter the Baker. Issues. Yeah, and I'm just like oh. you named your son after bread. After bread, yeah. Well, my issue was it's just like it's, she spends the entire first book dating that their relationship was pretend, and he gets so bitchy that it's not that he, it's not real, and then somewhere between one and two it just gets weird and it's just like okay whatever so but no i just thought it was weird it was a weird series but uh a lot of those series from when we were like early 20s were very weird like the divergent series was weird and a couple of those other ones were the dystopian the dystopian trope flooded ya in the 2000s it was probably one of the worst trope settings of, like trends right. none of them were done well like there was there's been so many like there was the it's the the city of bones by cassandra clare that's yeah just and like the different tropes i remember it was vampires first yes and i then, remember reading uh the vampire circle before there were so or the, many Vampire, vampire Diaries or the Vampire Circle? Well, the vamp- it was the Vampire Chronicle that started with the Vampire Diaries. I remember reading this this book. Yeah. And I liked it. And then I heard that they're turning it into a show. And then I watched mm-hmm. the show. And from the, the fucking beginning, I, I didn't watch the show because I watched the first episode. And I went, everything about this is wrong. Yeah. But I didn't I, like I, it. I did hear that the book and the show are like nothing, nothing alike. Nothing. Nothing alike. Same thing with True Blood. Yeah. I got like maybe 10, 12 books into the True Blood before like, you know, maybe eight books in before they made like, they started to make a, a show about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see how they're going to do. First season, first episode. Okay, not bad. Second episode, completely left field. Yeah. I'm like. It makes you worried about the idea of the Akatar series. It's just I really like, don't mm. want Akatar to be a film. I don't want it to be on the screen. I, I really either. don't. Because there is no fucking actor that can do it justice. That's true. But if like the worst an part. Series, fine. The worst part is they're gonna have to spend so much time and effort on the first book. Just you're gonna have to watch a season about Tamlin. I don't wanna watch a season about Tamlin. I, I don't wanna watch a season about, about any of them because it's just not gonna go well. Like somebody mentioned, like you should animate Akatar. Yes, one of glass as an actual live series, and I'm like, okay, I can see that because I just think Akatar is too out of this world to be live. I just like think if it, they like, wanted to do CC like Crescent City as live, fine. Yeah, because it's urban fantasy. Yeah, Throne of Glass, I haven't given it that much thought, but Akatar I feel like if they can do Game of Thrones, they could do Throne of Glass. So, True. but like. Akatar, look how much they fucked up the Rings of Power show. <laughs> like, just yeah. no. I will say, like, I would love it if it was animated for the same reason that I really like the fact that, like, the Legend of Vox Machina, Machina. got picked up as animated, and like because it just gives you so much more leeway with it. And like, we just got through seeing the announcement for Has Been Hotel is now on uh, Amazon Prime too, and like, there these are animated shows that can do more for the unrealistic nature of the things yeah. that happen in the magic that that is like the world of Prithian. I don't like- want it to be live because, like you said. No one is going to look as good 
as we or want act as to. good as we want them to. Yeah, because like there's going to be things you're really not going to like about it. And the things that you don't like about the books are going to be enhanced and the things that you don't like are going to be disappointing because nobody looks like Resand. No. Nobody one. looks like Cassian. If like anything, nobody if, if anything, take Henry Cavill and make him play every single part. <laughs> like Henry Cavill is Vera. <laughs> Like Henry every Cavill male is part. Nesta. Henry Cavill is Helion. He's Baron. He's uh Reese. He's Cassie. Elaine. He's, he's Nesta. He's more. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the women. He's all the men. He's all no, the no. fucking men. No, no. It's now just a Henry Cavill show. Henry Cavill in a red low cut dress. Henry Cavill just in a sheer dress. Henry Cavill <laughs> just dancing around the courts. No, no, no. It's now a Henry Cavill one man show. I'll still watch I, it. I would I'd be so happy that. with it. I would I, watch I, that I would. because that would make me that would make me much happier. The guys. only character who would not be played by Henry Cavill would be Tamlin. He could be played by Liam Hensworth. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, uh, Sam McEwen, the guy that plays uh, Jamie Frazier from Outlander. Oh, he'd be a fantastic choice. Damn it, he'd be a great talent. I would hate the living shit out of him, but I would. He'd do such a great job as Hamlet. Would oh, I don't like that. (laughs) The whole the whole thing is Henry Cavill, except for Sam McEwen as Tamlin. Oh. And he's, but he's so good looking. Well, I guess Tamlin's supposed to be really good looking. Exactly. Too. Oh, damn. Liam Hemsworth like can, can be Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> the most useless of all the siblings in both worlds. Chris Hemsworth can be Lucian. It's fine. <laughs> I don't picture Lucian built like Chris Hemsworth, though. I felt, I picture Lucian okay, built Chris more like, be... a, like a swimmer or a runner. Okay, so Chris Hemsworth can be he- uh, Helion. <laughs> Is that? Yes, that's entirely acceptable. <laughs> yes, I do accept that. That is perfectly fine. I don't. Oh, you know who Lucian should be? Huh. Tom Holland, Spidey. I don't. Uh, no, he needs to be older than that. Tom Holland who, eternally who looks would, like he's who, fourteen. Okay, who would Hiddleston play? Who would I'm Tom guessing, Hiddleston play? Yeah, I'm guessing Eris. Hmm. Because he's depicted as the bad guy, and we know that Loki, yeah, he does a great job as Loki. So I picture Eris is bigger though. Really? Like more muscular than like because like the build of Tom Hiddleston is the build I picture Lucian with. Okay. But Eris, I picture as this as the point between like Tom Hiddleston and like Henry Cavill. Like there's a the, like the step between the two. More built like Jeremy Renner, you know. Like bigger okay. than Tom Hiddleston, but not not stepping into like Captain America or Thor territory here. Was Zac Efron? No. <laughs> I'd accept Chris Pines before I'd accept a Chris, uh, Zac Efron. There's nothing wrong with Zac Efron. I do picture Eris is taller though. No offense to Zac Efron, he's just not that tall. Chris but... Pine as the the Winter Court, the High King, the High Lord of the Winter yeah. Court. Yeah. Okay, him and, like, yeah, him and his wife. Maybe. For some reason, I pictured that guy as, like, an old dude. Like, in his... I mean, well, Chris not, like, Pine old. is older, so, like, he's got... Yeah, but, like, I was picturing... Uh, oh, gosh, I don't remember what his name is now. But, like, in his... Like, at, like, 55. It was, like, the 
age range I was picturing him for, which I don't know how accurate that would be simply because of the fact that like they don't age normally. <laughs> so where are we supposed to talk about aliens? Yeah. This, <laughs> this is not aliens at all. Uh, Akatar has officially taken over every aspect of our lives because we talked about at least we, the last several episodes yes we connect this shit to everything <laughs> look and like which is really funny when you consider the fact that we have wildly different opinions on the world of guitar too true the world and the men yeah and the, okay so maybe not so much the world but just the men we have wildly different opinions on the men pretty similar opinions on the women pretty similar opinions i uh, on the world i think but the men that's where we that's where you and i always diverge in opinions about different series so, so we always diverge in the opinions of the men so at the very least well i guess maybe half the time sometimes we have pretty similar opinions we both love Loki and like stuff like that. So, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it has taken over the last several, which is really bizarre when you consider the fact that neither, it's not like either of us are reading the books at the moment. Like there isn't any reason for this; it just keeps happening. But maybe it's because it's one of the only series that you and I have read together. Like you know, we've both read. Yeah. It's like we've both read Harry Potter, but we've and we both read Akatar, but like there's not a lot of other series in common that I think we have. No, I will be starting one day the uh, Alona Andrews. No, the Alona Andrews series that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I love those books. The if you're looking for a shorter series to start, you can start one of her other series, you don't have to start the uh. The Kate Daniels series, and because that one's so uh, long. Yeah, but I like series books. Like, yeah, I like she has other books series but books. She's like, well, she has. I don't think she. Well, she might have a couple standalones, but she has other series that are just not the like twelve books or the fifteen books that the Kate Daniels series is. If you want to dip your toe in something shorter first, because like the um oh. The, uh, what is the name of that series? Her lead character's name in that one is Nevada Baylor. You'd really like that series. That one's more urban fantasy, but it takes place in very realistic now, but with magic. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. And it's not like post-apocalyptic, but it explains why it happened. And it was like a genetic experimentation thing and it's magic started spreading like through cr across the people and everything like that that's very it, it's a very good series and that one has a spin-off series too about her sister which is also really good so the uh i think it's the burn for me with me burn with me for me is the first one i don't remember sounds like a uh romance name yeah. title burn for me I believe. Yeah. It's, yeah, the Hidden Legacy series. That's what it is. Okay. It has a lot of plot, though, like, because, I mean, like, they don't, there's, it's less sexual than the book we're reading now, oh. but there's stuff in it, but there's less sex in them. To be fair, the book we're reading now is, out of ten chapters, nine of them have had sex so, so like, chapters two through ten, because there was no sex in chapter one. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. We talked about fucking in chapter one. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. pretty much all of the later ones have some form of fucking in it. Right. So um 
So yeah, I'm in chapter 10 and it's been significant amounts of it. So, which I, I'm not surprised by simply because it was from that Book stuff talk. your Kindle, your well stuff, your Kindle day series and like things and like uh, almost all of them were romance. Yep, <laughs> like because and, it's book talk is flooding everywhere with the freaking romances. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It's not a bad book. It's uh, so much sex to the point that it's unrealistic. Oh yeah. I loved your your text going, okay, you can't be horny 24-7. You just, you can't. He's supposed to be, like, horny all the time. Like, for a woman, maybe. For a dude, no. You would notice. And when he would walk weird, for one thing, like, he would just, no. (laughs) No, he's not going into battle with that. Like, the things that would rub against the clothes and the uncomfortableness that that would feel like no no that's not possible please rein it in a little but, like i don't mind that there's sex in it it's just like make it slightly more realistic on how much this stuff is happening please thank you but uh aliens um <laughs> Aliens. Back to aliens here. Aliens. Lord, we uh, like this title of this episode is going to be like aliens and other things. (laughs) Aliens and Akatar. Just like aliens and other things that we have talked about that has just gotten lost. But okay, so we've established what kind of alien worlds we wouldn't want to live in, and what kind of ones we would, and that they're definitely real. Yes, aliens are most definitely real. And um, what do you th- like now? Have you ever read any of that I, that stuff? That's I I assume it was originally on Tumblr, but I find most of it on Pinterest, and it's called Space Australia. No. Anybody who has not gone onto Pinterest needs to do so, and you need to look, just put in there Space Australia, and read some of the wild but beautifully amazing shit people have come up with because they call earth space australia we're the weird psycho like orc creatures of space like in that we're the death worlders we're the weird ones we're the things that are surviving everything because when you watch shows about like aliens and stuff like that like they're more durable than us they're stronger than us they're faster than us and like all this stuff. like what if it's the opposite what if we're the super weird versatile indestructible creatures of the universe what if everybody else is like the fragile like breakable species what if we're space australia what if we're the weird ones? I would 100% believe that. And I just, uh, like, the first one that I clicked on on Pinterest under Space Australia was uh-huh. humans are fearless travelers. I just have this sneaking suspicion that aliens would not necessarily want to let humans pilot anything. Like, yeah. we're already pretty fearless with how we travel. Planes, trains, automobiles, boats, hot air balloons. Most of us will figure out how to get to our destination, traffic and weather be damned. If there's a way for us to get somewhere, we'll do it, even if it means we freaking walk there. That's true. It takes ages before aliens trust us to pilot anything, because while we may be cautious when it comes to working with crazy weather plans, we always find a way to get to where we need to go. Yeah, some of us can be reckless and fearless. We have such a will. Imagine, if you will, a mission crew is stuck on a planet due to foul weather and they can't get their shuttle up to meet with their expected expedition ship. The Hmm. alien mission leader is worried that they won't make it through the storm. But then a human slides into the shuttle's pilot seat and starts firing up the engines with absolute confidence. Mission leader. (laughs) Human Amaya, what do you think you're doing? Amaya, getting us out of here, boss. Mission leader, it's too dangerous out there. We won't be able to get through or around this storm. 
Amaya, grinning. It's no worse than any Cat 2 hurricane back home. I've flown through worse conditions before. <laughs> Mission leader. What? Amaya. Hey, Jax, tell them about that time we flew a helicopter over a mountain while I got us ready to blast off. <laughs> Mission leader. Human Jax, please tell me that was a human tall tale. Jax. Nope. We were trying to avoid a blizzard and there was no other way to do it than to go over a mountain. Okay, it was a pretty small mountain, but we did it. Things got a bit dicey on the way down, but we survived. Mission leader. I don't want to know anymore. Amaya, okay, kids, strap in. It's time to blow this popsicle stand. <laughs> like, yeah. that alone is why you, like, I, yes. Like, there's things on here about how it's bizarre that humans, like, like, aliens that would meet us and thinking, like, we're insane because we drink coffee when it's literally a, po- a type of poison. Yeah. Or, like, how, like, we can survive in all kinds of different elements and environments and weather conditions and stuff like that. There's a... Uh, one of them on here is like a writing prompt and it says and it's like it starts with a quote and it says so they are a war species then huh <laughs> the alien scratched his head why are you interested in them the humans i mean the other alien got closer they fight for peace no war species ever fights for peace because they're <laughs> calling us like a war species and then like because there's a like a subgenre of the space australia where they call us space orcs we're mm-hmm. the crazy wild ones of space and Humans quite frankly are durable space orcs yeah and like another like sub thing to look at too when you're looking at like space australia stuff is that just like especially on tumblr is humans are weird and just all of these prompts and ideas and things like that of people just coming up with ideas about like humans being in space with aliens and aliens reacting to us there you go alien i'm sorry what did you say your comfortable temperature range is human honestly we can tolerate anywhere from negative 40 to 50 degrees celsius but we prefer the zero to 30 range i'm sorry did you just list temperatures below freezing yeah but most of us prefer to throw on scarves or jackets at those temperatures and just and it can be a bit nippy other human now mate i knew this guy in college who refused to wear anything past his knees and elbows until it was negative 20 at least (laughs) yeah everybody knows someone like that alien and did you also say 50 Celsius, as in halfway to boiling? Ugh, yes, it sucks. We sweat everywhere. And God help you if you do, if you touch a seatbelt buckle. But yes, we've got I like love- 50 uninhabitable planets we think you might enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> like the shit that you find on Tumblr and Pinterest is definitely how a conversation with an alien would go with a human from Earth. No, I have one. That- yeah. Like, alien. We have a very dedicated humanology department in our learning hives. Human. Humanology. Alien. Learning about humans. You know, the study of humans and their habits. Human. Oh, cool. We call them anthropologists here. Alien. You have humans study other humans? <laughs> like, well, yeah. But anybody who hasn't spent time down the rabbit hole of Space Australia, please. I highly, I like, I have a whole Pinterest board that is just full, like, I don't know if you can see it, hang on. Like, yep. it's just full of space Australia because I love reading about the idea of space because they're always depicting humanity as just the weak species of the galaxy and stuff like that. Especially like when you watch like Star Wars or Star Trek and things like that, where like, like, 
weak to like maybe mid range for the most part. And there's always like strong and like tough species. It's like, I love the idea that we are that species. We're the crazy species, we're the wild species, we're the super strong, durable species. Because to us, like we kind of we're breakable and we suck. But I mean, Yolo. to be fair to the Asgardians, Loki kind of sucked. And like it's just <laughs> what? So I love that concept. It's one of my favorite concepts about the idea of space, is that maybe one day when we go out into space, we'll be space orcs of the galaxy. Space and books. it's just it's just so much fun to think about it i prefer it so much to all of the alternatives you know and it's just i think it's a lot of fun and i highly recommend spending time down that rabbit hole of the humans are weird space australia uh, space orcs you know humans are space orcs categories tumblr pinterest whatever like it's honestly one of the best best weird genres of things that i've come across on the internet huh huh there's a netflix doc uh that explores aliens and the UFOs and the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. That's a theory. One of the theories behind the Bermuda Triangle that it's caused by um, either alien involvement or like an alien craft that crashed and it's like gives off weird signals and like that's why the Bermuda Triangle is as fucked up as it is. I really don't have an explanation for the Bermuda Triangle. Like, my mom is fucking terrified of it. You could throw science at her. She's like, I don't give a shit. It's yeah. no. Like if it's I told her, like, hey, we're going yeah. on a cruise and we're going to go through, like, we're going to Bermuda. She's like, absolutely not. She's like, I'll swim to the other islands. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. The Bermuda Triangle is a, a weird, weird <clears throat> space. Like, it's a really weird space. Like, I remember reading something about, like, it's just a lot of like the magnetism that fucks up the uh mm -hmm. the sonar and the the radios and everything yeah I'm like, all right i i don't know though i saw a um was it a documentary it was just a video or of something but it was somebody talking about the bermuda triangle and one of the weird things that had happened was there was a like a fleet of planes that were flying off and they're supposed to be into the bermuda triangle and they'd been flying for several hours before they just disappeared and then, like, it was, like, a few minutes later, they appeared, like, a couple hundred miles in the other direction, flying over the states, over the land. Huh. And they're, like, you could not have gotten that far. How did you get here? Is that and why your like, mom likes the show Manifest? <laughs> not to my knowledge. But she does like that show a lot. I think it's funny because it's got that guy from Once Upon a Time in it. Prince Charming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alien life, unlike humans, may not be carbon-based. Suggest new study. You don't say! Like, did these people really... watch Star Trek? Like, <laughs> Earthlings are carbon-based. What makes you think that any other planet out there... Yes, things that live on Saturn are carbon-based. Like, one of the... What is it? One of the moons of Jupiter, I think it is? Rains diamonds? Yeah. Like, universe weird! Like, mm-mm. You just should just assume the only thing you can effectively assume when considering the things about the universe is that whatever you assume, it could be wrong. Because you don't know. Yeah, you just you don't fucking know. You have no idea. Like there's they've theorized the possibility that there's a couple of the moons of Jupiter that there could be life on. Because one of them uh is like a frozen ocean, basically. And yeah. it for the first like couple of miles deep, it's just solid ice, but 
They know there's thermal activity in it because geysers shoot up that are so high they break the atmosphere and we can catch them on camera. So, like, that means there's thermal activity, which means that the water, at, the, at least towards the core, is warm. And if it's warm, that means there's a possibility for, like, growth of, like, bacterial stuff and eventually the, you know, the evolvement of life. There could be an entire fucking, like, Atlantis on that moon and we wouldn't know. Ice and who's people. They're not like ice, yeah, ice people or diamond people or whatever you want to want them to be. But you know, like you watch, you watch Star Trek, you know, and like it, that's all it takes for it to tell you, like, hey, this shit happens. Like, just think of any possibility you could possibly think of, and there's a chance it's real. So, hey, you have to be really pigheaded to think that you're not the only. You're the only thing in Honestly. this galaxy. I mean. It is Earthlings we're talking about here, so. That's true. That is true. Very true. Nobody's surprised. <laughs> okay. Here's a question uh -huh. for you. Mm -hmm. Three celebrities you would believe were aliens if somebody told you that they were. Musk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That is... That's not even a good... That's like a Ferengi-style disguise. <laughs> like, that's... Ooh, yeah, okay. Okay. I didn't have to think about that one. The first thing came to mind, Musk. Musk, yeah, yeah. Um, my, uh, my next thing went to... Um, what's his name? Sylvester Stallone, because I got a, a flash image of in, uh, Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna really say that one though. I don't know. Other than Musk, who would be an alien? <clears throat> oh, oh, um, what's her name? This is nothing against her. Um, oh my God, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Let me see. You know Tilda Swinton. I'm sure I do. Oh yeah, no, she's an alien. hundred <laughs> percent an alien. That woman is an absolutely an alien. Yeah, yeah. Third. Oh God. I don't. I don't know. A third person who could be an alien? Guy. Okay. Again, none of these are insults to the people like who they're about, except for me. It is an insult. Musk. Musk is, it is. It's, but It's not even an insult, because if he were to actually be an alien, that would be like his dream come true, and that's like not give him that pat on the back. That's valid, though. Like, that's a, yeah, I believe that. I think, um, have you ever seen the interviews with Nardwar? No. Nardwar is absolutely an alien. And to be fair, though, um, I'm pretty sure Weird Al is also an alien. Weird Al, yes. Weird Al is yes. also an alien. And who else would be an alien? I almost... Hmm... Snoop Dogg? No, he's just peak humanity. Okay. Like, he's just... I want him to be human. <laughs> like... <laughs> I want to judge humanity based on that as a standard for like weirdness of humanity. Okay. Like, is he a great person? No. Is he a terrible person? Also, no. probably no. So, like, I I like him as a good middle ground. I would prefer Martha Stewart be an alien, though. Like, let's she could be an alien. Okay. People I would like to be aliens, but don't believe that kind of a curse is in the universe would be. The Kardashians. I'd like to not claim them as part of my species. Um, I'm gonna. Avoid oh, I, I, who I'm gonna. Well, the encompassing of what I'm going to say next. 
is I want to insult them so bad, but I don't want to insult the aliens in the same process. <laughs> it's like, hello, aliens. We do not mean to insult you <laughs> with this uh, statement we are about to make. Please don't hurt Earth if you are offended. These are the people that I would consider the bottom rung of aliens that the aliens don't even want to deal with. Okay. All right? Everyone in Scientology. Yes. <laughs> you can't tell me Tom Cruise is not an alien cult leader. He's not the leader, though. He's their fucking puppet. He's their moneymaker. He's their spokesperson. Yeah, He's he the spokes alien. And at Scientology is like... It's like that show, Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> Third Rock from the Sun is a great show, though. It it's is. It's a great fucking show. But, like, I think the aliens saw that show and were like, mm, mm, we're going to go to this planet. We're going to send our aliens to pretend to be people knowing nothing about humanity. And we're going to get them to rec recruit humans to come and end up, like, just being sucked into the void. And, uh, yeah, no, that's that's what Scientology is. Mm -hmm. Scientology I, is like a worse version look at of the Scientology and be like, Aliens look at them and be like, where did we go wrong? Mm, mm. There was one, hang on. So, uh, yeah, continue. So there was this idea. I saw this on a post once, and I can't remember if I sent it to you or not. But there, there was, it was like a setting of like aliens had come to drop off two of the galaxy's worst criminals of all okay. time. And they locked them on this uninhabited planet by themselves. And they were like the number one worst offenders the galaxy had to offer. So they left and then they came back expecting it to have like a few like thousands of years later, right? Expecting these criminals were dead, long gone. They just needed to confirm that they were dead and all that stuff. They come back and they found out that criminals one the number one wanted criminals one and two had escaped and had populated the planet and those criminals were adam and eve and they had populated and taken over a planet and then immediately the alien species like cordoned off our entire like section of the galaxy as just a lost cause <laughs> it was really it was have, a really good post too like it was you really have told long. me about the adam and eve or aliens thing yeah yeah it was it was a really good like long post and i was just like that was it was a good story like to read and it was really interesting um i think that's part of the it's not technically part of the space australia but like you can find it if you google like adam and eve alien tumblr and like all that stuff so but that one, that one was really good. I thought that was really funny too. And, uh, but you know, there's just, there's so much good alien shit out there. Now I read recently an, a book about aliens. I don't read a lot of sci-fi to be fair. Like I, it's pretty okay. rare that I read sci-fi related things, but I read, <clears throat> I read Ice Planet Barbarians. Ah, yes. Yes, you did. And like one of the number one, like books on bookstagram and all that for a little while. Um, that's probably the most recent alien book I've read. And it is a, it strikes me as like an alternate universe of Jodenheim, of like okay. the frost giants from Norse mythology. It's really just what they are. Like a combination of like Jodens from Jodenheim and like tieflings from D&D, &D, but just like they look like Jodens. 
And uh, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad book. It's just that like, I'm not a super big fan of when consent is a, like glossed over, okay. like when the character starts to have an issue with it, but like, and states that they have an issue with it and, and then just suddenly doesn't <laughs> care. Well, yeah. no, yeah, it's not like it's, and like suddenly they just don't care because they're just suddenly get super horny, <laughs> which is really stupid because it just like, really? As they do. Like it's, it's one thing, like, I don't mind like the, you know, like somebody tries to attack somebody and like you fight them off and like all that stuff. Like the, 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 the setting of it doesn't bother me. It's just that like, you're seriously having a lot of consent issues and then just suddenly like, no, I'm just so horny. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, and it's just kind of like, and like, it wasn't, again, it wasn't a bad book. It was just consent is addressed quite a few times. And in the, towards the beginning of the book, there is a non-consexual scene. Um, And it's addressed. It's a heavy theme throughout the whole book is this non-consensual stuff, even though like it really only happens just the one time in the very beginning. And it's just kind of like, I don't like that hanging over the whole book. So you know, the, like that, that it's the fact that rape is just going to happen the entire fucking book. Or that like, it's, it's like sitting like right there. It's like, cause like these girls, like they're kidnapped from their homes and they're being taken to be sold off, you know, like into intergalactic slavery or whatever. And like one of them is like severely raped in the very beginning and like it's there specifically to prove a point yeah like the threat of what's happening but you know and then they get to this planet and like they're trying to be saved and like the main chick and everything like that and she like meets this dude who she just gets super horny for but like the whole time it's like back and forth of like his people need mates and he likes the idea of just bringing these women just for you know for the guys and doesn't consider at all like even when she this chick tries to explain it to him yeah. it's just like it doesn't even register and i'm like no that's no. humanity i don't need that in my fantasy book about aliens i like to believe that aliens, aliens are better world know what consent is but like it, it's not a big deal for me if it like if it's a scene or two like that happens and stuff like that you know like it, that doesn't bother me it's when it's a reoccurring hanging theme over the entire book that it I gets get that. kind of i get that okay i'm starting to like i don't need every chapter to have the threat of sexual assault in it like i just <laughs> i get like for <clears throat> women who live on earth it's already a problem Right? Like, we already lived through this. I don't need to go through it in my fantasy book. Like, I, you read the books for the escapism part, and, like, just because it's on an alien planet with aliens... Doesn't make, make the, it the better. harassment any better. It's, like, you know, and it's just, like, it's the ongoing harassment. Now, it's like, you just want to read that kind of smut, like, more power to you. Like, do whatever you want. But, like, it's when it's a, a part of the plot. Yeah. That's probably the most, that is the most recent alien book I've read. Okay. Um, if we're excluding my one billionth reread of like the Innkeeper Chronicles. But like I said, I don't read like a lot of alien books, but I think that one is the most recent one I've read. But it is a little, I am always a little on the fence about those kinds of books. But I don't, sci fi on its own doesn't usually appeal to me too much. Like I like to watch it. 
but I don't necessarily like to read it because I feel like sci-fi fantasy books are usually more interesting in my opinion to read than they are to watch because like when you read a book I can imagine like these cool looking dragons or this awesome castle and stuff like that and like it can be interesting to watch but it all gets kind of game of thrones style looking where you're staring about a okay. bunch of people in like medieval dress you know and like standing around chatting in a stone room again and again and again and again so like i find it more appealing to read it because it's more entertaining and more like creative imaginatively yeah i can see that because everyone's imagination is different yeah so, like, you can see something your version of Prithian will probably look a lot different than mine. Yeah. Probably look a lot different than Aaron's. Like. Yeah. And so, like, I, I like to read that. I like to read the fantasy. Sci-fi, on the other hand, I find is better in film form. Okay. Because of the space aspect of it. Because, like, I can sit here and think of different aspects of space, but it's more impactful to look like at the nebulas and the galaxies and stuff yeah, like that. But I it see is that. just to picture that in, in my head <clears throat> or like to think about the alien cultures or what these aliens look like. And, but yet to then sit there and watch like an episode of Star Trek or like Star Wars and see what these alien species look like is more entertaining and more interesting in my opinion. I see, and, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think it has a lot to do with like the imagination of the people who create this stuff too. But like, I think space is more visually appealing to look at in like a visual medium than it is than fantasy is simply because most of the time not most of the time but a significant amount of the time when you go to towards the direction of fantasy you go towards the direction of like medieval yes and like that's only so interesting to look at like I don't it's really relaxed. need to look at people like in various forms of peasant garb or like whatever. <laughs> like, you know, but like in space, instead I could look at a giant talking philosopher chicken, which is far more interesting to look at. You know, like and that I just feel like I like the visual aspects of that better. So like I don't read a lot of sci-fi. I don't have that. a lot of sci-fi. I obviously have a lot more fantasy but the few sci-fi that i have i enjoy yeah like it, it, it's a good adventure because mm -hmm. the, it is ya so it's a lot of you know ya bullshit why has why can have some good ones like there's i've i've definitely have read like a couple of good like sci-fi ones and stuff like that i have a couple i, th I think that are on my tbr of like <laughs> hey these are in space and it's just like yeah 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 they are i'm gonna get yep. there we'll we'll get there eventually it's like let me get through all my other many ones <laughs> that i've got but i don't tend to reach for sci-fi very often and like maybe i maybe i should maybe i should venture out into the world of sci-fi a little bit and and like interestingly enough i don't know like i know the tropes that are present in fantasy books i'm not as familiar with the tropes that are in sci-fi books because like uh, you have like faded mates and stuff like that oh. that are in fantasy books i've never heard of a faded mate sci-fi book you know the so in aurora rising there's something kind of similar mm -hmm. so there's these there's this one uh like alien species uh that when they meet the person that they are to be mated to like that were like yeah that they're gonna be mated to mm-hmm they can feel something and they're not quite sure what it is until they like, until it dings. They're just like, oh, 
that's what yeah. I'm going through. Because like they've heard about it that you know people you know yeah, but they won't know until they experience it. And so I'm like, that's interesting because there's these two characters who are siblings, and one is bad, one is good, one the bad one turns good eventually. But like the bad one ends up falling for a human and she doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And she's like like she's she's like the like the war king's daughter, right? Yeah. Like she's bred for this. Like she should have killed this person. She should have tortured them. She does none of it. Just fucking flirts with them, throws her shoe at them. You know, like they get into brawls. Yeah. And she just and like her inner monologue is, "Why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> like, why am I not killing this person?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like one of the characters, it's one of the characters who's like the big, uh, you know, not the big, but like she's hot. She's this. She's that. She's she's all of it, right? Yeah. Falls in love with like the gangly, sickly other alien dude. <laughs> who's okay. just a smart ass and she's like wow i do love him <laughs> yeah. it's like this news to me right but you know like i i don't hear much you know like i feel like people talk a lot about fantasy books but you don't hear a lot of people talk about the sci-fi books too i mean like maybe we we're just like- not into that part of like bookstagram and all that i was but... saying like the closest thing you'll find on book talk about sci-fi will be just space porn like the ice planet barbarian series exactly exactly and, which again was not like a it wasn't a bad book i don't have a desire to continue it though so, and how many of them are in that fucking a series? lot there were so many more than i expected there to be like i i was I was expecting more fleshed out plot though. Oh. So like it it was it did strike me more as like the I paid a dollar for a smut book online situation. I paid a dollar for a smut book online. Yeah, and like then I did like hey cuz like the cover that they have when you like go to Barnes and Noble and like you look at the cover. Right. Not the cover you get if you buy the digital version of that book. Oh, okay. At all good to know the digital cover but version of the book looks like i paid a dollar for a smud book cover and because like that's what it was originally you know and it's just like and i'm no stranger to those books but like this one it just is and like a lot of them don't have plot enough that you pick up a sequel but most people don't read them for plot anyway so yeah, if you're gonna read smut you're reading it for the smut yeah now you know, i generally like, like reading smut with plot yeah because yeah. if it's just straight smut, the like, and there's no plot, like I'm gonna be annoyed real quick. Yeah, yeah, me too. And it's just kind of like, there's a very fine line of like how often it should be present. Like the book that we're reading now, the King of Battle and Blood. There you go. Thank you. I I, I know there's King and Blood, and I can't remember. <laughs> that, but it's starting to for me to like border on. There's not enough plot for this. Or at least not enough plot to justify the amount of sex that's happening in it. And I'm I'm gonna finish the book. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go all the way to the end with this one, but I will I'm gonna need a better balance as we get forward into this because it's starting to just kind of un like I, I it needs to be at least 50-50. Preferably like 75-35, you know, instead. But at least 50-50. Or cause it the plot part has to at least justify why it's happening and not just that it's happening. So if, I feel I'm, like you would enjoy the Hades and Persephone one better than. Yeah. 
I, I've heard a lot of good things about her, her series. I just feel like with this one, it's, it, again, I like the book so far. I like the plot for it. And I like the overall story. And I even like both of the main characters so far. That's but I need from you. I know, right? <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need justification for the things that happen. But <laughs> the stupidest part in the world. You know how you sit there and, like, you just come up with weird fantasy scenarios and like daydreams yes. and stuff like that. Like for some reason, like you're just sitting there and you're bored and like thinking about like what would happen if I got magical powers and like I went off to Hogwarts or whatever. I, when I do that, I have to have logical reasoning for all of it, <laughs> like of what has happened. It's like, I can't just be like, well, I was 12 years old and like I got sent to Hogwarts. No. Why am I now? going to Hogwarts with a bunch of 12 year olds. No, I need <laughs> logical reasonings for the fantasy things. And like there has to at be 30, At 30 years old, at 31 years old, we you are sent to Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. You live in a completely separate like tower mm -hmm. where you are not surrounded. You don't have a common room. You are just there. Uh -huh. And you are like the new professor in training that everyone calls you when really mm -hmm. you're just a student. I like, it kind of relates to me to like more like the Hogwarts legacy game where you're coming <laughs> in just, like you're a much older student. And like, but I would have to have, I have to have justification for these things. And I, I seek that justification for things in my books too. It's like, it has to have logical reasons. You can't just tell me this happens because no, that doesn't make any sense. Why? You can't tell me like that. Isolde and Adrian met in the middle of a forest and all of a sudden they're just fucking now. Like, if they would have had, like, an immediate sex scene, I would have been, like, I think I would have had, well, it would have been weird because then I would have had a different opinion of her. I would have just been, like, well, you just a real slut now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're just a real slut now. It's just, like, I would have taken a different tone with my approach to the book, though. But, like, when I'm trying to look at these things for, like, the plot thing, I think that's one of the things... Like, when I look at a series, too, I don't want to be able to just... The, the plot holes to be so big that it just throws you out of the story. Okay. Or if you're... Like, the main issues with it are just, like, you could have done literally anything but this. But this is what the author went with. And it just doesn't fit well. Like, my, I think that's probably my big issue with... Um, in A Court of Thorns and Roses, and Reese gets Freya drunk and mostly Feyre. naked and like Feyre and like drunk and mostly naked and parades her under the mountain for 30 days you could have done literally anything, anything else. else like if you didn't want Amarantha to pay attention to her just make it look like Feyre had the shit beaten out of her like she couldn't <laughs> stand you know like just you could have done like literally just like a thousand different things but this getting her drunk and have her stripper dance around in front of the entirety of Prithian and was your go-to move and i'm just like and drug her so she doesn't yeah remember. and it's just like that it, that's such a weird thing i can't just i can't find logic in justifying so then like again then again he did ask her if she wants to remember this and she said no so he gave her said drugs I don't think remember. she was consenting for like a whole month of being naked and drunk in front of and for the record it's like she asked he asked do you want to remember this didn't elaborate the possibilities of what could happen 
probably wasn't aware it was drunken dancing in front of the entirety of the people she would one day rule with. <laughs> so, you know. Your future high lady is prancing around butt fucking naked. How would you? I don't understand how at that meeting with the court, with uh, all talking, <laughs> how you look at this woman in the eye. <laughs> They're all sitting there because they all must just be sitting there thinking, yeah, no, I spent a month watching her dance naked around her sand. Like Everyone just like, Resand, you know we're all thinking it, right? Uh-huh. Helion doesn't like hold back. He's just like, hey, when is she going to dance for me? Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> but I would be embarrassed as her. So would knowing I be like, that you these... all saw that. Yeah, and like, it's just like, it's one thing if you're going to do it, like in the privacy of your own room or, or something, but like, it's another thing entirely to do. Cause like, especially considering the fact that everything that happened to Resand, why would he want to submit somebody else to like sexual exploits in that manner, considering everything that he's went through. And I just think those are like plot holes. So I have an issue with like, if I can't, if you can't sit here and make it sound a, a like a genuine logical argument for why this happened, no. And that's that's some of my issue. But then again, I have that same issue with many, many, many books. As Ani <laughs> pointed out earlier, she was surprised I liked a book, which is silly in some ways because there are so many books that I do like. But there are so many. I, I also enjoy picking them apart. I enjoy picking out the plot holes and I enjoy yes. like nitpicking at it. Like if anybody who's listened to any of our series, I think I got, oh, is it two seconds into the first Harry Potter movie? <laughs> Twenty-six seconds before I went on like a twenty-minute rant about like Sirius Black and like the motorcycle and stuff like that. I twenty-six seconds. I enjoy that, and like I complain or I don't complain. I guess maybe I maybe it's taken that I complain. I nitpick at the Akatar series a lot. Doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Doesn't mean I didn't like it. Like Sarah J. Maas mentioned that she's working on the next one. I'll read it. Like, that's fine. I I have to get through the other two first. Like, yes, you have to get through the fan fiction that you call it and <laughs> the Nesta one. Yes, I was so excited to read that book, too. And now I'm just not. And I'm just like, I'm reading everything else, else besides <laughs> and Silver like, Flames. Like, and I'm just like, read Silver Flames. It gets so much better. I know so much of the plot. And like, but I have to get through the fan fiction first. And I try and like, mm. but uh, that would be the only book I swear I would annotate. <laughs> like I would, I would highlight like sections of it and be like, what the fuck is this? What does that mean? Why? And then I'll send it to you. Like I'll send it to you so you can read it with all of my notes in it. It's the only book I'd ever be willing to annotate. So, but I, yeah, like, when it comes to like plot and logical and stuff like that, it's interesting too, like with sci-fi books and like the alien books too, like a little more leniency in some aspects of like, this is just an alien race kind of a thing. In the same way that I think we approach like the fantasy books of like the Fae and stuff like that, like these are different species. And I think they get away with more in fantasy books that have other species and sci-fi books that have aliens in it because you're going to give more leeway to behavior and stuff like that because they're a different species. It's true. And I'm more willing to forgive some of the behavior of like the like of like Vulcans or like I can't name a Star Wars species or you know like the the Fae and stuff like that than I am to like forgive like Feyre or like some of the humans in some of these books and stuff like that because I 
know what you are capable of in the cultures <laughs> and logics that you come from. And it's just like, yeah, no, no, that was just No, stupid. you could have done so much better than what you decided to do. Yeah, and it's just like, would I hold the philosopher chicken to the same standards that I would hold Feyre to? No, I would not. No. He's a philosopher chicken. Like, but, you know, like, it's just, it's an interesting approach too and like i think i should read more sci-fi books because i'd like to read more i i really love things that like really deep dive into different cultures and stuff like that like that's okay. one of the reasons i like reading like the stuff about the fae and i love the extra cultures and stuff like that and i love like star trek because it really shows you all of these different alien cultures and that's the anthropologist in me that just enjoys it specifically for that purpose i was just like i like to listen to the different cultures and the aspects and the lore and the behavior patterns have you, have you ever read any nora roberts no no i have not she's got some with like magic and fey and whatever that's really good i've heard that yeah one okay, that i'm reading uh i need to read the third one it came out recently is uh, about dragons. Ooh, we do like dragons. We do like dragons. We do like our dragons. So, any more things to talk about about aliens? Uh, we just alien. like I'm gonna assume at this point our episode is like fifty percent aliens, fifty percent everything else. <laughs> but it's a tea time how... episode. It's not supposed to be like hundred percent one consecutive one thing. Yeah, because nobody uh, thinks in that way either. Like we're like, no, and everyone. The majority of people have ADD and this is how <laughs> they function. Well, and like, it's just following the natural train of thought. Like we were, you know, we talked about books. So we talked about books that we read and stuff like that too. So now one thing I will say, interestingly, because as I'm sitting here staring at my D&D books, one of the more recent source books that came out is set in space. And Ooh. there's a, there's, I think it's Pathfinder is also has like a lot of space and stuff like that. And there are some space like RPGs and stuff. Which um, could be pretty interesting too to like venture into for anybody who's interested in like more sci-fi stuff, but is interested in RPGs. Speaking of space, uh, I am back to playing my space video game. Which I one? haven't played in quite a while, but you know that I decided to buy. You know whatever I'm behind on, Destiny. Oh, okay. I haven't played Destiny since the Destiny Two since the Osiris campaign. Okay. And like, I was just like, so many things have come out after that. Like I tried to play it and I didn't realize that it like so much has come out before, like after that, I'm like, oh, no wonder I can't play it because I don't have any, like I'm, I'm like four seasons behind. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, I'm, I bought the, le the last campaign and mm -hmm. the season pass okay so and the next season is coming out so i got to pre-order that eventually speaking of video games okay well I'll, yeah. I'll let you finish and then i have something to say about video games no that's fine um it's you are you can i you have three subclasses you can choose from to play you can either mm -hmm. play a a hunter a titan mm -hmm. or a warlock Okay. Now, I like the hunter just because, mm -hmm. like, I should play as a as a titan because I like to go into the middle of the fight and just beat shit up. <laughs> okay. Like that's just how I play. Hunters are meant to be played like 
you know, snipers, rangers, stuff like that. I don't do that very well. So I, I love the fact that that is exactly how you play Valkaria. Yeah. That's like how Valkaria as a spellcaster should be standing away from the fights, but you were the first one to run up into the mix. Yep. That's exactly how I play video games, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, but I, I, I like playing my hunter. It's, I don't know, I, it just works better. Um, I think mostly because it has triple jump. That okay. saves my ass a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, and you have each character, like, and so you have these, and then you also, so you have your character. You are either one of those three, and then you get to choose uh, what race you are. Human, uh, Awoken, I, I don't know what else there is, you know, like, Cyborg. Um, and then you have your your subclass, mm-hmm. which is either you're going to do Arc, which is lightning, like electricity, okay. Void, or Solar. Okay. I like the fire, so I am a Solar Awoken Hunter. Okay. It's surprise, so- surprise. Surprise, surprise. I'll have to take a... I redid a... I added some, uh, um, not mods, but like colors to my armor, so uh, I must show you a picture, because I think you'll really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Like, I don't like shooting games, like, you know, Call mm-hmm. of Duty or whatever. But this one, like, this one is a shooting game, but it's also a role-playing game. That's fair, yeah. So it, it combines a lot of what I like. That's fair. So it works. And I've realized yeah. I've gotten better at shooting because I feel like Hogwarts Legacy has helped me with that, with, like, where I point my wand and whatever, yeah. I have something I have got to say about Hogwarts Legacy. By all means, please tell. Now look, everybody, or at the very least you, are aware. I don't play a lot of video games that are on a console. All of my video games, for the most part, handheld stuff. Mm -hmm. It's always been like Game Boys, the Nintendo, like the DSs, and now the Switch handheld version, stuff like that. I'm much more of a handheld game person. I've had PlayStation and Xboxes before. I've had PlayStation 1 and 2, and then I had the Xbox 360 for a really long time. At what point did they decide that it was a good idea to make it the camera and where it is pointing separate from whatever yeah. direction that your character is pointing in? Because I fucking hate that so much. I hate it. I hate I hate it so much. It yeah. me every time I get into combat, into Hogwarts Legacy every single time and i'm like how I, like you i don't think you can turn it off and i hate it no and it drives you can't me turn insane. it off because your 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 left stick mm-hmm. is your direction like when you look up down left right whatever your right stick is your movement i hate it i <laughs> Do you know how long it fucking took me to get used to that when i started playing destiny because i'm like the other games, I can you don't have to look around that much, and it's not like too action packed or whatever. Destiny, mm-hmm. people are shooting at you constantly. There yeah. are enemies everywhere, and I'm just like, I can't turn around and aim at the same fucking time and shoot and dodge. And I'm like, oh my god, I fuck, I hate it. I hate. I'm it better so now. I hate it so much, and like it's. I feel like having the independent camera is fine, but I feel like you should have to click another button to then separate them. 
into the different controllers. So I could then, like, if I pushed, like, R2 and held it down, I could then use the stick to, like, look around and stuff like that. Because the independent all-the-time thing is such a pain <laughs> in the ass, specifically in combat, because I keep getting my ass handed to me by these stupid yep. night things. Oh, the nights, and yeah. The thing that throws me off with them is the fact that most of the time I get my ass handed to me because I don't see one coming because I'm facing the camera is facing the wrong fucking direction and I hate yep. it. I yep. can't. I was just playing last night and like I kept having to go through the same fucking scene over and over and over and over again. And like I don't play often enough to like consistently start building upon skill and like getting better and. I, I've been trying to play a little more often than usual, but like I still haven't gone very far. Like I just did the restricted section thing last last okay. night, the night before. So like I just I just did that, and it took me so many times to get past all of those nights, and like to the point it was, it was a little like I I wouldn't say it was embarrassing because I haven't played like a video game in so long, but it was very frustrating, especially because like it doesn't let you like. There, there was a point in like the last room that you're fighting the the knights in, and mm -hmm. there's two trunks that are right there, and okay. you open them first, and then you go through. And every time I would die, it would push me back when I hadn't opened them yet. Yep. And so so every time I opened them, the items were different, and it would piss me off because I would get something <laughs> I really liked, and then I would just I would have to and like I lost one of the, I I got this really nice like powder blue robe and I really liked it and it matched the whole rest of the things I had and it looked great and then no I died and it gave me this horrible ugly like striped dress bullshit and I'm like what why? <laughs> what why <laughs> why and that's when I realized it gives you different things and when you go and I'm like son of a bitch so yeah, I must have opened those chests <coughs> times. So I'm just like, sure, 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 sure. Why not? But yeah, no, it drove me. Oh, nuts. I get I, that. I, I totally get that. My ish, my biggest thing with uh, Hogwarts Legacy mm. is the flying. I haven't gotten to that part yet. I'm interested to see how that goes because I've heard a lot of things about the flying. Like so, I can fly. It's fine. I can fly. But if you are timing me and I have to go through a fucking course, yeah, uh-uh. Like, I made it to the third one, the third course, and I can't fucking beat the time on the third course. I'm just like, I'm done. I don't care. I won't, <laughs> I won't like, platinum this game. Fuck it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like the game. I... I spend too much time changing my character's appearance, probably. Um, but I got a really nice floppy wizard's hat that I just love. And uh, a blue dragon scarf recently. And it's very pretty. It's a good nice. combination. I spent... I do... Like, I'm one of those people who, like, I like to explore. Like, I'll do, like, a cursory, like, exploring of an area. And then if I... I know it's an area I'm probably not going to come back to. Like, with the restriction section and, like, fighting the knights and everything like that. Um, I do, like, just... I immediately just pull up like a walkthrough thing and be like, hey, I want to make sure I don't miss anything before I can't come back to this area again. But, uh, um, don't I forget have... to, when you learn Flipendo, don't forget to find some cows and flip them ten times. Okay. Because that what will I... give you an achievement. What I need to do is spend some time on the world of the internet figuring out what those stupid doors do. The ones where you like... Flip... Oh, the red and the blue one? 
The red the, and blue one? The flip the thing and has like the symbol on it. Like they have like a spider or like a hamster looking thing or whatever. And like you have to go. Through. I can't understand how anybody looked at this fucking door and then like once you flip the two symbols and then it comes up with what looks like a fucking alchemist circle on it with numbers and i'm like how did anybody figure out what the fuck that was supposed to mean oh those it's it's math yeah and i'm like who what was the first player to sit down and be like you know what and i'm just like now, i look at them and i'm just like i have no clue it's None. it's because see i i was confused too and then i realized because after I figured out how to do it, because mm-hmm. I cheated, I found I unlocked the chest okay. that gave me the instructions on how to fucking figure out the doors. There's a chest that tells you how to figure out the doors. Yeah. There's a piece okay. of paper in one of those chests. And I'm like, I don't fucking remember where I got it from. I think I got it. I think the one that I found it in was a chest in the Great Hall upstairs in a yeah. little storage area. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I, yeah, because, like, I walk, I, anymore, I see one and I just go the other way. <laughs> like, fuck no. I have no idea what they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to, Like, I have to spend some, there's so many of them. And I'm just, like, I need to spend some time, like, actually going through and, like, opening all of them and, like, all that and whatever. But at the moment, I'm just trying to figure out how to duel. <laughs> I just need to duel. <laughs> I just need to get better at the dueling. And it's I will so- tell you, the, uh, for the doors, it's actually really easy. I'm sure it is. But the, like the just... symbols around the door go from zero to nine. Yeah. So the first one on the bottom left is a zero, and then the very yeah. last one looks like some kind of weird squid is a nine. So the spider is an eight, the crab's a five, stuff like that. Yeah. So you just do the math on that, and then press the according, you know, flip the symbols. Yeah. And it's just like, and like that's that's fine and everything like that, but like I don't understand who was the first person to sit there and stare at it and be like, I got this. Like. I <laughs> No, I got this. No, I don't. In all honesty, if the internet didn't exist, those doors would remain unopened forever. Like they would never be opened. And I would be fine with that because I would leave them alone out of spite. So out of spite. Out of pure, yeah, unadulterated spite. And uh like I, there are several aspects of this game that I like. I like that I can pet all the cats. Um yes. but there's some of them that just makes me go, Oh my god. The camera is the the big thing. I can't. I'm having such a hard time with the fucking independent camera shit. And I'm just like, I don't like this at all. So it you'll, is, you'll learn to get used to it. Yeah. I just like walking around the castle is fine. It's the dueling part that I, it starts to like, at the very least last night when I played, I got a lot of practice. <laughs> so, there you go. Cause I did it a lot of times. So it's just like, yeah, I did get a lot of practice for that. So, but I did. I love dueling in that game. It's so fun. Like, it would be fun if I could just fucking get over the fact that it's the, the camera. When, like, I kept doing the strategy because I, I was having the hard time with the camera and they were, like, coming at you from all sides and I wasn't rotating, like, fast enough. I kept luring them back through a doorway so I knew which way they would come at me from. And like that's what that's how I won is I just kept going into the room. They would activate. They would come towards me, and if I didn't defeat them before they got into the doorway, they would come through the doorway. And like that was my main strategy of how I figured and how I got that to work. And I'm like, there just needs to be a doorway in every duel that I have. So it's, it's uh, one of the you'll come across it later, but it's one of the puzzles and it's a quest. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Herod Herodita or something like that. 
Okay. Her like puzzle quests or whatever in the fucking game. Oh, there's no way I can do them without cheating. I just yeah. can't because I'm just like, how the fuck am I supposed to move this shit around? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some of those kinds of things that just get you, and you're just like, okay, sure. And like, um, I don't have any issues like going on the internet and finding these answers because like, it's like, is it more fun for me to like be able to figure it out? Yes, but it's more frustrating for me to if sit here for two hours walking in circles trying to figure out what to do, and like the answer is glaring you right in the face. Yeah, and so like I have no issues just going on there and just being like, hey how to because luckily youtube exists and it's full oh. of youtubers who have played hogwarts legacy and are more than happy to show you how to do these things uh ign is where i go to find all my answers yeah because they have like a a play-by-play of stuff yeah they're really good there's um there was one that i did for one of the pokemon games and he was really good i used him for two different pokemon games i used him for i think it was x and y and the uh, sun and moon, and I used him for both. And I think it was an X and Y. The thing that cemented how much I liked him was the fact that it was the first game, I think it was X and Y that you could do this, it was the first game you could sit on the benches. And in the video, like I was looking at a tutorial for one of the areas and I came across like the very first time you go in his video for like the very first time you go into a space that has a bench you can sit on. And I love how much detail they put into it because they changed the whole perspective of what you're looking at when you do that and sometimes you're looking at something suddenly that's really pretty and like something that's really different or new angles and stuff like that. They put a lot of work into it. He spends like several minutes losing his goddamn mind. (laughs) And I'm just like, finally, someone who is as excited as I was after all of these years, just to be able to sit on a fucking Fucking bench in this game. How many decades Pokemon games have been around and you can just now sit on a bench or a bed or an, and just sit in a way that's not like your character stands over the image of like a cushion, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, no, your character's full body turned and then took a seated position onto a bench to the point it changed the perspective of what you could see in the game. I, I lost my, I went in that town and sat at every bench at in every seat on the bench to see every fucking angle that I could. And he was just as excited about it as I was. And I'm like, finally, someone who understands the decades of suffering of not being able to sit in a Pokemon game. Yeah, no, that was, I love, I love tutorial stuff. Sometimes they're just as like nerded out as I am about stuff. And that's really good. I did a, a I did a full walkthrough for Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Because I'm just like I back then I'm just like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I would like a tutorial. Does someone mm-hmm. just tell me where to fucking go? That's fair. There was one game I want to say it was for the DS. It's one of those. It wasn't Epic Mickey, but it was one of those games where like you have to go around setting the different characters because you were taken into another world and you had to okay. release the characters it wasn't kingdom hearts either and i know that sounds a lot like kingdom hearts but there was one of these games and it was like you had to go and like sometimes you were playing as these other characters like there was a part there's an underwater part and like you're playing through as ariel and stuff like that but and i can't remember what it's called but it's been a really long time and i spent 
ages trying to get through one of the aerial parts of swimming and like trying to like defeat something i don't even remember anymore but uh I Sounds like, like I, Kingdom Hearts. It does sound like Kingdom Hearts, but it wasn't fucking Kingdom Hearts, and I don't remember what it was. They had one for the DS. Yeah, I just it didn't have the Kingdom Hearts characters in it. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember because I've never I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game, and I, I know it wasn't. Okay. A, I know it was. That was. I'll have to look at it. I'll have to like. I'll have to Google and and I'll tell you about it um, when I find it. But even with the tutorial. I could not get past this one part. And I actually just, after months and months of going through the same level over and over and over again, even with the tutorial, and I couldn't get through it, I just put the game down. I'm like, no, Fuck it, it shouldn't be this yeah. hard. And just like, it should not be this hard. Like, I, I at one point, like, I restarted the game and I just, and I like to redo it. And I'm just like, I can't keep doing this. You're like, I still can't get past this fucking level. So I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Okay. I did find which game, the game? it was. I believe it was Disney Epic Mickey Power of Illusion. Sure. And it was a it was a DS game. I, yeah, that a DS. Yeah, it was a 3DS game. And uh, I got really I got really into it for quite a while, and then I just couldn't get past that section. It just kept kicking my ass. All right. So we've managed to talk about aliens. Everything. Akatar, um, books, video games, video games, movies, sci-fi versus fantasy, um, and how basically we would both like to live on an alien planet. So, and you did some embroidery and I ate part of a Pop-Tart. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we. I'm in we, that. I'm in that stage of my ADHD where I, my hands must be doing something. That's fair. Like just sitting here, like if we're not watching something or whatever, like it has to, uh, something has to be going on. So yeah, but uh, you know, like I think we've covered quite a quite a range of topics. To be fair, uh, we've decided which humans we think are aliens. Which ones we wish the aliens would just come get? <laughs> just take I... the Scientologists and their stupid Xenu and shit, and yeah, just fucking take them. Just take, take the Scientologists, take the over-the-top religious, and take, take all the cult leaders. I found another cult that I want to learn up, up, learn up on. I love how sometimes like things just come up on my feed on Instagram that are about cults, and I know it's because of you. <laughs> just like because it likes to show you things that you know you're the people you follow have watched or liked and like sometimes like i'd uh, be like this cult from 1962 and then i don't even have to like no i look down and like yeah it was liked by oni yeah yeah that makes sense that's why i'm getting this like Sometimes, like, I forget that that's what happens. And I'll look at it like, oh, well, I bet so-and-so would like this. And I forget to look at who's liked it already. And I'll send you guys something that you definitely have already liked already. And I try to look at those things before I send it. But it's it's funny how much influence the people you follow and interact with have on your For You page. Yeah. Ugh. All right, guys. You have traveled into the far reaches of the galaxy with us. Um, may your travels and efforts to find a new planet 
are successful. Please take us with you. Please. Please take us with you. And we definitely recommend anybody who gets bored spending a little bit of time looking up Space Australia for your own entertainment. Or humans are weird. All of it. Just look up all of it. That's true. Pinterest, Instagram, Google Images if you feel like it. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for joining us on our alien-themed tea time and uh, live long and prosper. I can't do that. It, hang on. There, <laughs> there you go. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper, people. I can't. I can't. I can't. I fucking, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I don't. It looks like a dinosaur claw. <laughs> Yeah. I got these two are fine. This <laughs> you can get your index and, and like middle fingers to touch, but you can't do it with the other one. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. You, you can give me a, a peace sign and like woo. <laughs> oh, I love it. Live long and prosper, people. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. <laughs>